and welcome henchmen back to another exciting episode of the deadly podcast kung fu brought to you by the villains man myself jvd attempts to traverse the continuity of marvel's most prolific martial artist in iron fist and shang chi you can follow the podcast over on twitter at deadly kung fu pod or wherever you follow the villains man on social media if you're interested in talking to myself, JVD, you can check me out over on Twitter at JVD of TVD, where I'll talk everything from comics to movies to wrestling to sports, especially Packers football. Go Pack Go! Now, today, we're diving back into the Volume 1 of Iron Fist, uh, specifically number 5, titled Wind Slays the Scimitar. Now, right before this, I've recorded uh, an episode each on the first two team-ups between Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. It's Masters of Kung Fu Annual and Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 29. And I put those back to back because Danny is in London at that time. And in this issue, towards the end, we know that he's leaving London. So it makes sense that they both go there. So if you're a fan of either character and you think that one of these comes after number 5, after he finds Colleen Wing and whatnot, uh, hit me up on Twitter and let me know, and we'll, I'll see if I, I agree with you. And then, you know, I can always switch the release dates of these episodes, and then it's still in chronological order, and it makes it no problem. But uh, this is a one-shot issue, just one story, so it'll be short and sweet. So, as I said, Volume 1 of Iron Fist, Number 5, Wind Slays a Scimitar. The creative team is Chris Claremont. Penciler is John Bryan. The inker is Frank Cheramonte. Colorist, Phil Roach, or Roach, depending on how you want to pronounce that. The letterers are Gaspar Saladino, Joe Rosen, and the editor is the legendary Marv Wolfman. For weeks now, Iron Fist has searched London for Colleen Wing clearing his name of the incident of Radon. With Misty Knight still hospitalized after the initial attack by the villain, frustrated Iron Fist heads alone to meet with Gamal Hassan. Being leery of the informant who sent him to London after Colleen Wing, but has been silent since, Danny puts on his civilian clothes to snoop around first. As he does so, the sounds of violence ring out in the night, drawing Danny to a beating in an alley. Leaping down to help the lone victim, he takes out the gang and saves the man. He gives Danny thanks and introduces himself as Alan Cavanaugh, former demolition specialist of the IRA now gone straight. He explains that since quitting, other revolutionary parties have been trying to force him to join his, their cause, while law enforcement in London has been keeping a close eye on him. Sensing something is off about Danny, he accompanies him to a location given by Hassan against Danny's wishes. They enter and find Hassan nailed to the wall, springing the trap laid by Master Khan soldiers for Iron Fist. Danny quickly gets Alan out of their gunfire and into a storage room where they quickly barricade themselves in. Marveling at how fast Danny is, Alan loses him in the smoke as he puts on his Iron Fist gear and attacks Khan's soldiers. Dispatching the men is easy, but leaves Danny open for a sneak attack by one of Khan's assassins who calls himself Scimitar. The two battle through the building and out onto the train yard outside where the train breaks up their battle. As the cart's clear, Scimitar has seemingly disappeared until Alan appears, pointing out where the assassin is running. He takes it upon himself to stop Scimitar until Iron Fist arrives, but is cut badly for his heroics. Pushing past the anger of seeing his newfound ally injured, Iron Fist demisses his summon chi and takes out Scimitar with speed and skill. As Iron Fist helps Alan to the hospital, he tells the hero he has a proposition for his new pal Danny Rand that he can't refuse. Prologue, March 10th, 1967. Colleen Wing's mind continues to stretch and warp against her will as she begs for the torture to stop. 
Master Khan questions the newly released Angar the Screamer about his brainwashing as the villain stands over her. Eager to prove his renewed powers work, Angar introduces Colleen Wing to a friend of hers. As soon as she sees Iron Fist, her desperation turns into violence as she attacks the hero with a flying kick to the face. The strike connects, revealing Iron Fist to be a robot as the head goes flying off. Like I said, short, sweet, simple story. Not the best Iron Fist story. It's just, you know, introduced to get you to the next spot. Um, there are some things I like, and I do think there's a lot of issues, well, with this issue. And I'm going to get to those when I get back. But right now, I'm going to play a promo from Brian Wayne over from Cheers of Comics, who currently has the Cheersies going on, where you can vote on what you think is in the best of the world of comics for 2022. So if you can, give him a follow, subscribe to his podcast, and go to his Twitter and vote. Well, hello there. I'm Brian Wayne, host of the Cheers to Comics podcast, and I'm here to bring you the ultimate comic book podcast for readers and lovers and collectors of all levels. Whether you're trying to get caught up on last week's books or you're just looking to check out the latest interview with the latest creator, this is the podcast for you. So if you're looking for a comic book show that doesn't stray away from the topic and you're looking to get an insight from a true fan and lover of this industry, then tune into the Cheers to Comics podcast three times a week as I, Brian Wayne, raise a glass to this wonderful, wonderful industry that is comics. Cheers. And welcome back to the daily podcast of Kung Fu, brought to you by the Villains Man, myself, JVD, as we're diving here into Iron Fist Volume 1, Number 5. Uh, there's a lot to dig in to this issue, and like I said, there's some things I like, and I think there's a lot of problems with some stuff in the issue itself, so uh, let's go ahead and dive into some notes and some locks and dislocks here. But uh, overall, the issue does a great job of picking up where the uh, plot left off in number two. It first begins with the trap where we discover the fate of San. After his failure to break Colleen Wing, we know that he is the guy that's leading Danny to London during all this. And uh, it, him being nailed to the wall is pretty dark because it's his dead body and it's almost like a message sent to Iron Fist before the, the trap is sprung. And what I don't understand about this is if you're springing a trap to kill Iron Fist, why do you need Colleen Wing to attack Iron Fist later on? I, I think that's something that probably um with the robot there at the end could have not been utilized we just you know the reveal of angar with master khan continue to break colleen wing would uh work because then you don't know if she's actually going to be sent after iron fist as an assassin instead of just you know we we realize that she's brain brainwashed into hating him so i wish they kind of would have left the the robot thing out of that but it does do a really good job of continuing that plot Next, we have the main villain of the issue, Scimitar. Um, he's a very, he's got this ancient Arab design, which, you know, he uses a scimitar, hence his name. But uh, he also carries this assortment of blades. We see, like, you know, cougaries on his arms, uh, a dagger on his hip, you know. He, he's got an assortment of blades on him, which is pretty cool. And outside of his initial attack on Iron Fist, uh, he doesn't seem to stand a chance, like, hand-to-hand skill-wise. It's like he, once he's disarmed, he, he's done for. He really relies on his blade, which I don't understand why he didn't pull any of the other blades once Danny disarms him of their uh, the scimitar. 
but he is smart enough to lure Danny into destroying a wall to move their fight into a more open environment because I guess he realizes that he's no match for him hand to hand and he doesn't want to fight him up close. And, um, and, you know, he lures him into a grapple, which does get the train to break them up and give him space to retreat. And this is, you know, where, um, Kavanaugh intervenes, I should say, gets their fight back together. And we see a little bit of Danny's anger, which we were getting a lot of in Marvel premiere when he first showed up, you know, with his vengeance towards, uh, Meacham start to show up because this is this friend he's made and he's being injured and, and, and I like that because once he goes and finds Misty Knight, you know, that anger should be there too after he sees what happens to her. So it's kind of like hopefully a good prelude for what's to come next. Um, as for um, Scimitar himself, uh, I really like the character and I wish there was more of this fight. It's super, super short. And uh, the beginning of it is really cool. It's initially depicted with half the page and there's like six slender panels that show some of the action in motion. And uh, with Iron Fist eventually defeating him, he KOs him and leaves him behind as he carries off Alan uh, Kavanaugh. And so I'm just assuming the police are going to show up and arrest this guy. So hopefully he's not a one-shot villain. He comes around and they do more with him. Because I did enjoy the the character. He's got a very cool um, D&D look to him, and I really like that. Uh, it reminds me of the Egyptian campaign over in... Illinois that I used to go play in, and it kind of had this Arabian Nights feel to it, and I really liked the character. Um, and finally, the issue ends with a complete brainwashing of Colleen Wing, as I had mentioned before. Uh, the, the What's cool about this is a second-to-last page as we get into this prologue is got this trippy image on Master Khan's castle because we kind of see it from the outside. And one of the walls of the castle is Colleen Wing's face being repeatedly distorted. And if I remember, I'll post this. And it's pretty cool how it's done. And um, and then we have Angar, who I thought was a really terrible-looking villain. And I, I really don't care for the character at all. Um, you can go check out the Marvel premiere, uh, I think 24 and 25 that I did together, where he shows up because he's an old Daredevil villain. And um, having But having him in... To complete what Hassan couldn't, it it's not a surprise, but it makes completely sense due to his storyline and him being tied to all of this, and um, especially where we see his hallucinations in those stories. Now, what I don't get is Khan states he regenerated and modified his powers after breaking him out of prison, and we see in uh, the little flashback in Iron Fist number one that he still has his powers. But my only guess is Danny, we see Danny kind of choke him and uh, Raphael, the detective, kind of pull him back, try to stop him. So I'm guessing that had it injure his vocal cords, but still in that sense, it doesn't make any sense at all because he still uses his powers on Iron Fist and Raphael to escape. So that, that kind of throws everything off too and um, it's kind of one of the things that I think makes this issue kind of bad. I mean, it would have made more sense for Iron Fist to injure him in number one, and have him arrested by Raphael, and that would have made more sense for him to be here and with what Master Khan says. Uh, the other new character we get is Alan uh, Cavanaugh. He was a provisional IRA freedom fighter, their best demolitions expert, until a bomb misfired and killed innocent civilians. And uh, after doing his prison time, he realized he was only hurting those he sworn to protect and call it quits 
decided to move to London and study arts. So you go from the art of bond making to the art of studying masterpieces. I guess that works out if you're, you know, an IRA terrorist or freedom fighter, I guess, depending on what side of that conversation you're standing on. But I really like his character. He's uh, quick-witted. He's very clearly smart. And uh, he easily picks up on Danny being Iron Fist, which Iron Fist isn't the most savviest at, you know, when to not be a superhero or not. And we'll get into that here in a second. But despite uh, being this highly regarded IRA soldier, he really proves that he's a hero at heart. Clearly by going against a villain who completely outclasses him and trying to stop him before Iron Fist can get him. And I really like that. Um, now, what I hate about this, and, and <laughs> oh man, this is crazy with this in the uh, next episode of Master of Kung Fu that I'm about to cover is Claremont could have easily tied him to the last two issues with the Iron Fist and Shang-Chi crossovers that I've covered. In the beginning of Master of Kung Fu Annual, we learned that Danny had been in Scotland Yard for weeks trying to clear his name over the Radon incident, right? And uh, we know that their fight led to this explosion at the General Post Office Tower. Well, if you go back into that episode, uh, I covered that how the IRA was one of the groups that took claim for that. And now here we have an IRA member, right? Now, here's where this kind of gets crazy. So, um, and we know Kavanaugh was, had law enforcement watching him. So, um, for one, showing a hero if they're watching should clear his name. But here, here's what I don't understand. Let's move on to... Uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, where we meet Winston Neville, um, who is a demolition expert that worked for MI6, who now works for Scotland Yard. And Shang-Chi and Iron Fist saved this character, right? Because he was supposed to defuse a bomb. So, why could he not be in this position? Iron Fist has already saved this character once. He's exactly what this character is calling, you know, calling for a character. He's a demolition expert, you know, he's kind of retired. He works for Scotland Yard, and you could have tied him into investigating the General Post Office tower explosion. He could have helped clear Iron Fist's name. And I know all this is in hindsight, obviously. We're talking, you know, a good 50 years of hindsight. But man, I mean... You figure between Doug Minch and Chris Claremont, they could have been like, hey, don't use this Kavanaugh guy. We don't need an Irish guy. We have this English expert who worked for MI6, who's clearly tied to some allies of Shang-Chi, who Iron Fist just teamed up with, you know, just to say, hey, you're in London. Let's bring some of these characters we've established before this in. I really wish they would have done that. But, you know, that's that's just my headcanon. I, I, I really wish that I could tie these guys a character. What what I do like is Iron Fist trusts him enough to help him, and now he's in this inner circle with Misty Knight and Colleen Wing and Professor Wing. So I really like this Alan, you know, Kavanaugh guy. At least he's a little bit more developed than Neville. Neville was just kind of there. Now I mentioned there's some things I didn't like, and there's some, some bad edits in this. And like I said, I, I know this is hindsight and whatnot, but uh, when Danny runs off Walker's gang when he saves Alan, they just end up in Hassan's location that... Danny was given. Um, and Danny just tells Alan he wished he would have stayed on the street. That's it. There's no way to connect their conference their conversation from when Alan was telling his basically his origin until this point. Just all of a sudden we see that there's Master Khan soldiers, we see Scimitar silhouette with a sword, 
and they're just there. There's nothing that connects it, and it's all in one page, and it's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know how this got skipped. All it would have took was an extra panel or anything, you know, just to connect them. Just to say, hey, you know, I don't know where you're going, but I can sense that you're in some trouble, lad. I'm going to follow you. Something like that. Could have been extremely quick and easily done. Now, here's the big one. And this one, oh man, this one drives me crazy. And I, I guess this is why Marvel doesn't really date anything in their comic books anymore. Danny, at the beginning of this, says he clean, he spent weeks clearing up the radon incident in Scotland Yard. So, in issue two, Danny and Misty leave for London on September 12th, 1975. The end of this book with the prologue with Colleen Wing states that it is March 10th, 1976. That's 179 days. Half a year. Of course Colleen Wing's trail went cold when Danny mentions it. It's not weeks. This is bad timing. It's almost like they based everything off the release date of the books instead of actually trying to record time. And that is some awful editing. Especially, literally, Danny says, it's been weeks. But when you go to the last date in the book, to this date, clearly a year. Really, really bad timing. Um, I don't know how they missed that. It makes completely no sense. Danny literally in London for six months. I mean, how is he surviving that long? He doesn't have any money to his name. He was just going there for Misty Knight, who's in a hospital, who should actually be out by now. But hey, you know, if Iron Man would have helped him at the end of number one, kind of like me and Evan the Great were joking about, it would have made more sense that he had money to help himself out. Uh, there is... A nice little callback to um, his team up with Spider-Man in Marvel uh, 31. I mentioned this about how he's not as swabby, you know, switching out of his costume, which kind of helps Alan Cavanaugh catch up. But uh, when he's through the smoke, he's switching on his gi, taking out Master Khan's soldiers. And he mentions, I'll have to ask Spider-Man the next time we meet how he does all this so fast. If you want to check out that episode, it's episode 11 where I covered it. Crazy villain, crazy story with Drawn the Backwards Man. And if you're a fan of Iron Fist or a fan of Spider-Man, you've read that story and you're like, that story is fucking bonkers. Um, I think I figured out why it's bonkers. I think I've made sense of it based on other issues outside of the Marvel team-up title. And, uh, and it'll explain the origin and the demise of Drawn the Backwards Man. It's in episode 27, so please, guys, go check that out if you want to know. Uh, another little tidbit here is I mentioned in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 9 how Bevins mentioned he had read about Iron Fist in the papers, and I was like, he's only had one battle since he's been in London that's kind of been televised, you know, it's been known about. He meets Alan at the end of the book, and Alan's like, uh, Iron Fist says, how do you know my name? He's like, doesn't everybody? Actually, I read it in the papers. So I guess everybody knows who Iron Fist is. He's becoming a London hero. And like in the last episode I mentioned, this would have been a perfect time to really try to build up Captain Britain with these two new characters in Marvel by having both of them team up with him in London. It's a missed opportunity, but like I said, that's hindsight. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode of Deadly Podcast to Kung Fu. I'm JVD. You can follow the podcast over at Deadly Kung Fu Pod on Twitter, or you can find it wherever you follow the Villains Man on social media. You can follow me, JVD, over at JVD of TVD on Twitter. But in the end, guys, remember support your local comic book shops, 
support your favorite podcast, and keep reading comics, guys. Yeah. <laughs>